The Big Issue. Breaking down the issues that matter. Hello everyone. Welcome to Leadership Podcast. It is yet another edition of The Big Issue. Of course, as usual, our in-house analysts are here. We're going to take you on the big issue of the day. And of course, with me here, you have um, Ode Badebo. And of course, Chibuzo Okaibe. You're you all welcome to this program. Thank you. And of course, without taking much of your time, the big issue of the day takes us to Borono State, where the governor, Babagana Zulu, raised concerns over the wave of surrender by Boko Haram terrorists, saying that it has left the state with extremely difficult situations. And of course, apart from Zulu, most victims of insurgency in the state are also said to be facing a dilemma, whether or not to accept the repentant terrorist. In a statement by his special advisor on media and publicity, Isa Guso, Zulu said the situation required diverse stakeholders, including representatives of attack communities, to come together and critically review the pros, cons, and implications of the surrender by this terrorist, to agree on a framework that is well thought out in reintegrating them back to the society. The governor said accepting repentant terrorists has the risk of seriously offending the feelings of victims with potentials of civil rebellion, just as there is the risk that if Boko Haram fighters willing to surrender are rejected, they can join this war to swear the rounds of the fighters in the bush and the path of peace becomes narrow. And of course, we're going to take you exactly in the governor's words so that you can be able to understand the governor's fears. Zulu said, we in Borono are in a very difficult situation over the ongoing surrender by insurgents. We have to critically look between two extreme conditions and decide our future. We have to, we have choose, we have to choose between endless wars or consciously accept the surrender terrorists, which is really painful and difficult for anyone that has lost loved ones, difficult for all of us and even for the military whose colleagues have died, and for volunteers. No one will find it easy to accept killers of his or her parents, children and other loved ones. In the last 12 years we have been in this war and we have lost thousands of fellow citizens. We do not know the whereabouts of our thousands of others. We do not know whether they are alive or dead. In these 12 years, millions have been made homeless, and many wealthy farmers, transporters, and others have been rendered poor. Well, you heard um, what the governor is saying. It's a very touching situation. But, um, Chibuzo, what is the. What would you think about this? Um, wave of surrenders that have been taking place over this while. These terrorists repenting in troops. First, uh, it's a good thing that is not becoming precarious. 
and for one African town. Um, naturally, one would cheer, you know, that we are having people drop weapons and come out to say we want to embrace peace, we want to embrace, a, a, want to embrace a different kind of life. Um, but now we are faced with a very difficult, like the governor said, situation of reintegrating them in the society and how the people who they have caused so much havoc would receive them. So it's it's a more like bittersweet experience, you know. Uh, but what I find quite interesting and find quite uh, notable is that at this point we still don't know how to manage, you know, the situation. Who would have expected that? Because this surrender, this spirit of surrender didn't just start overnight. There were cases before now. Some time back, I think it was the last year there about the incidents of you know people surrendering and all that. One would have expected that a certain kind of roadmap would have been clearly spelled out on how to you know deal with incidences like this. So maybe the only explanation that one could have is they didn't anticipate this large number of people turning themselves over or turning themselves themselves in rather. You know, and saying you want to persuade you that of that. So, but I think it's quite interesting to see how um, that this community is going to handle this. And I think, in the words of the of the governor, you know, it's important that all of the stakeholders sit down, dialogue about this, come up with some you know nice, not maybe not so. It might not be holistically <laughs> acceptable to all, you know, but at least. Some make some progress on how to see that these people who have decided to turn in their turn in themselves, you know, will not obstruct the lives of those any further that had to suffer for their actions. Well, um, after the death of Shakao, most of these terrorists felt isolated, and most security experts believe that their surrender is a tactic. They can't pull down their heels. And then think of the next step forward, especially with the existence of another very powerful terrorist group, Israel, in the forest, that were able to defeat the Boko Haram sect. And then they are now in control of that territory. So the thinking is that the surrendered Boko Haram members are doing so because they felt isolated and they are afraid of even pledging their loyalty to Israel for fear of being killed not being accepted. How does government determine that those surrender are really denouncing their Boko Haram ideology? And not because they have been relegated to the background by the new leadership in the bush being led by the Israel group today. Well, that is a concern for the, or that is a challenge rather, that is a challenge for the concerned authorities. And concerned authorities in this instance is the Nigerian armed forces who are prosecuting the war against terrorism since 2009. Now, 
Of course, this wave of surrender we have seen in the last uh, two weeks or so is uh, strange. Even though the military has attributed uh, development to its intensified onslaught against the, the terrorists, but there are other uh, security and intelligence sources who are saying no, we should not uh, believe what the military is saying, hook, line, and sinker. That there could be other reason for this uh, uh, development, which you just pointed out in your uh, uh, question, that probably some of them are just tired of the war, some of them are disenchanted because no more leadership from Shekau is dead. Yeah. Uh, some of them, you know, uh, uh, have no, uh, no food to eat again, so they are tired. So they now thought, please, let's just abandon this cause. Not because they are convinced to abandon yeah. the, the terrorism ideology. No, they are tired and there is a need to get reprieved. So they are coming out to say, see, we have surrendered, forgive us, let's come and live in the society or in the communities again. So, like I said, this is a challenge for the concerned authorities, this is the armed forces. And I think it is uh, important that we come clear about this. There should, there should be a sincerity of purpose. They should be able to own up, to tell Nigerians the real reason for the uh, development we are just uh, witnessing. So that Nigeria will be the overall winner at the end of the day. If we tell ourselves the truth, we are able to properly profile these people and know who are sincere repentant and who are not. We will be able to actually, you know, curtail their potential threats. But if they are just coming to live among us, to spy again, and we strategize to launch another war within us, that will be very, very devastating at the end of the day. It will be a war we will not be able to win at the end of the day. Look at this one. Now for the past, how many years now? 20, 2009 till now. Uh, upward of 12 years now, we're fighting uh, these uh, uh, people which we even call Raptor. At the end of the day, some of them carry weapons that are more sophisticated than that being carried by members of the armed forces. So it is there for the uh, armed forces to complain about this and tell Nigeria the real thing. And also tell Nigeria what they intend to do with them. Are they to put them on trial? Are they to forgive them as they are clamoring, people are clamoring for? You know, so that Nigerians actually get a whole sense of the whole thing and know how we will react uh, to it. Well, you will see. Um just like um, the Bruno State Governor has said. And of course, what the Governor is saying should not be ruled out. Because at the end of the day, the ideas are following the death of Shekau. The bulk of both Boran commanders pledged their loyalty to Al-Bawani, the leader of this Kiswapu. And those who did not be given a warning that they should make sure they can't pledge their loyalty or they get killed. That is why people think that they are born in the way. And then, the Bruno State Governor begins to raise concern. He's actually questioning the authenticity of that kind of repentance or not. Then, if you look at this uh, safe corridor operation, safe corridor, the military authorities and the federal government in doing this, does it mean that they did not carry the state government? Governments of states in those areas like Bruno, Yobe, uh, alone to say, see, we are radicalizing these people and we want to reintegrate them to the society. I think uh, Francis, who is in the northeast, will be able to answer that very well and he has joined us. Yes, I think um, our correspondent from 
Borono State, Francis Okoye is um, live with us on this program. Of course, we will actually get some hints from him about what is happening in that state. Francis Okoye, you're welcome to the big issue. Francis, are you there? We cannot get him. His voice is... Uh... Francis, are you there with us? Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear Hello? you. Yeah, please, could you just tell us the situation in Borono State? That's what the yeah, state the... governor said about the concerns of uh, the surrender terrorists in that domain. Yes. Uh, I hope we are getting. I hope you are hearing me. Uh, are you hearing? You are hearing me. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, uh, the, the 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 mood the mood here is uh, uh, that of surprise and shock uh, from residents uh, since the uh, uh, the surrendering uh, mood of the Boko Haram terrorists uh, begin to occur uh, and. Uh, there is also apprehension uh, on the side of residents because uh, most of these guys, some of them who are claiming to have repented now, have committed so much atrocities in the capital. And for those who have who were here at the peak of the terrorists in 2011. Go ahead. Francis, go ahead, we are listening. Uh, well, it's like um, we've lost uh, Okoye there. Uh, back to what we're saying. It appears the military authorities in this safe corridor program for the reintegration of surrender the terrorists seem not to have carried the state government and people in most of these communities alone. Um, I don't want to believe that uh, the military would have just done that in isolation of you know, having the state government and other stakeholders involved in the process. This is a very sensitive operation. But of course, we can see the concern yeah. coming from that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, but you know, it's a case of hearing from every side. You know, uh, I still don't want to believe that the military wouldn't do a program this sensitive without carrying all of the stakeholders. But if that were the case, then it's very unfortunate. Having said that, uh, I think Mr. Bode pointed out something that's very critical profiling. Profiling, I think, is at the heart of this. Of course, these people must account for their actions. They are not children, they are adults. And if they committed crimes, those crimes have they have to pay for those crimes because the ability of the state to ensure that people who commit crimes pay you know or face the consequences of their actions as adults would send a clear signal to society that yes society has a way of not just dealing with people who want to undermine it but ensuring that those who are hot and begin to find closure in some way. 
So I think it is important that the federal government does a critical profiling of those who, you know, were railroaded into this on the one hand, or those who were, um, how do I put it, uh, uh, um, deceived into joining it, you know, because there are variants of people involved in this. You know, some people perhaps were fed a, a, a terrible narrative which they went into this. Can remember how the whole Boko Haram thing started the indoctrination uh, uh, thing where they felt they were fighting a cause, you know, uh, that was of a higher, they were fighting a higher cause. Let me use that expression. So it's important that the federal government, that the radicalization process is thoroughly thought through, proper profiling is done, and then we should uh, fashion out a clear means or a clear way of ensuring that those who have suffered so much from this are not seen to be abandoned in this scramble to ensure that we take care of those who have surrendered because it will equally send the wrong signal in the country so far in nigeria over time what we have tend to see is that those who appear to use violent means you know, to call attention to themselves, appear to normally take more of the attention rather than those who decide to apply, you know, peaceful and uh, uh, civil means. So it is important that that message is not sent with what, especially how they are going about this. If there are those, and I think the ACF has also made that point, it's not enough for people to just come out of the bushes and say, we are done and we are good, you know. If crimes have been committed, it is important that the state shows that all of its instruments to ensure that penalties are paid for deliberate actions are carried out. Well, um, let's just quickly take a short break and we'll be back in a moment. The Big Issue. Breaking down the issues that matter. Of course, we just quickly took a short break to do some little bit of publicity there. And of course, the issue of the day is the concerns raised by Bono State Governor on the wave of surrender of terrorists in the Northeast, especially in the state. And of course, it's like um we have uh, Francis Okoye back, a correspondent in Bruno State. Francis, welcome back. Please, can you actually give us update of uh, the situation in Bruno State? Yeah, the, the situation here in Bruno is that uh, uh, everybody is uh, is uh, in apprehensive mood uh, since the these terrorists begin to uh, make their surrender. And uh, there, there is no much celebration of, uh, from people. Rather, uh, people are questioning the, the nature of repentance of these very uh, so-called terrorists, repentant terrorists. And, uh, and uh, so many opinions are urging the government to ensure that these people are taken out of the uh, surroundings where, other, in, in where people are living. Uh, they, they should be, after, the, after they are uh, taken to Gombe, the safe corridor operation, that should, they should be taken out, that they should be taken elsewhere. And there they, they can locate them and keep them there for years. 
because it is dangerous to bring them back here. There are people who most of them have killed their brothers and sisters. Are you hearing me? Yeah, where were you, Francis? Uh, okay. There, there are there are people who have lost their relations, uh, loved ones in the hands of these very guys, and most of them are known in the city. Uh, by the time they return back to that very communities now, it is going to be another kind of rebellion that will be raised. So this is part of uh, danger that the state governor, uh, in his uh, in his response, said that Bruno is in really difficult situation because like he pointed out there if you if you refuse to accept these guys then the rest of them that are in the bush they will not come out uh, so the only alternative now is the major challenge now is how is government going to profile these people and rehabilitate them where are they going to keep these people with they are they going to keep them back with the populace and the populace are not interested in that. Even the Shehu of Bronu, in his last utterance, uh, made it clearly that yes, it is easy to forgive, but it's not. Um, well, you heard it all from a correspondent in Bronu State, Francis Okoye because he's telling us the news in that case. And of course, you can agree, because many, even the United Nations, believe that it is a tough sell for the government. Because it is... It, it to forget the lives, the lost ones over, that were killed by this... Francis, sir. Francis, Sorry for that technical hitch there. We are finding it difficult getting our correspondent there to be stable in this program and then update us on the smooth in Bruno State. Um, back to the studio here. Um, I can say, 12 years of insurgency war, where 35,000 persons have been killed, according to reports. And of course, about 390,000 displaced. You're not saying that you're bringing, you're allowing these people who committed this atrocity to come back, giving them amnesty, then you reintegrate them into the society after uh, 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 reforming them. Is amnesty acceptable for terrorists? Well, I think it is important we understand the position of the armed forces. Like uh, Chibuzo pointed out earlier, those they are talking about to benefit from amnesty or those under the operation safe corridor which is meant for de-radicalization and reintegration are people who were arrested in the course of war they were captured by nigerian troops and profile discovered to have been conscripted into the terror war against their personal wish those are the ones you know targeted for Operation Safe Corridor to be de-radicalized and to be reintegrated. Now, the the, 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 the the latest development about people surrendering is a different ball game. And that is why earlier I said it's there for the armed forces to come clean and tell Nigerians what they want to do with these people. Yes. 
see what a um, Senate committee chairman on Ani, Senator Lin Dunye, who recently he himself kicked against this radicalization uh, program, saying that there had been instances where some of these terrorists that had been with the went back to their own ways, committing even more atrocities. I think there is one who they said went back to slaughter all his family members. So at the end of the day, how can we be sure that the people that have been reinterpreted or all these people surrendering by the time they are passing the safe corridor program and they are reintegrated will not come and pose them as as pose as danger for the for 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 for, for, for those communities? I think that's a concern of the yeah, and it's a valid concern. It's a concern that's going to go on. It's just like people who have been to for wars, even conventional wars, people who are going to the experience of it leaves a scar on your psyche, you know, uh, it leaves a deep scar on your psyche when you engage in that kind of process for a long time. And so there's no way of saying, okay, this person is going to behave this way or that person is going to behave that way. Because we all have our different makeups and what you distinct. But it doesn't stop the concerned authorities to do a review of the mistake of the past. Exactly, the whole process. Um, this process is new to us. I'm not sure we had this kind of experience even during the civil war. Um, so it's important that the civil of the authorities sit back, reflect on the mistakes that were made in the regulation process, look out for the lapses that were made. And begin to improve on that. If they have to get more psychologists, they do so because I think it's more of a mind thing than, than a physical thing. Exactly. You know, you have to have the required number of psychologists to sit with them, do intense monitoring of these people, keep them, incubate them, if you will, you know, so that they can properly be profiled. And in doing that, and I, there is also a need to sensitize the larger public, the larger public, because I think the concerns raised by by the governor to the extent that you know i see perhaps where it's trying to come from the pulling them out rather than making them go further under if they get rejected so perhaps in my estimation i think what he's trying to say is oh let's embrace them so that they all come out and then we figure out a way of dealing with them rather than society rejecting them or scorning them and then they go deeper on that and the war continues. More money, more lives, and all of that. Yes, fine and good. But, like I said earlier, it is important that the people who have suffered the impact of their actions are seen to also get, to, to be able to get closure from this. Because if that is not done, you are creating a bigger, a, a, there's going to, there's a likelihood of a, a cycle coming all over again. Mm. So I think, you know, government should look into things like this. Well, of course, we've been we're beginning to get comments from our viewers out there. And of course, some of them flash. We have Joe Kamchiwe's Gina. He said they should be punished irrespective of voluntary surrender. Because if not all criminals in Nigerian prisons, but if not all Nigerian prisoners, all prisoners in Nigerian prisons should be pardoned also. That is justice. 
<laughs> you hear what uh, Job is saying there. And of course, Abdulaziz Ali Shehu said, let them face the just face justice. And of course, we have Uriel Ezekiel, who is saying the surrender of banditry and Boko Haram is very suspicious because these people are looking for some other way to take the government unexpectedly. And that can be very dangerous for the nation. I just pray that what happened in Afghanistan does not happen in Nigeria. And of course, we have uh, blog here. Blog is saying there should be jail. This can't happen in any advanced country. We are talking about people that have killed innocent Nigeria, brought so many to uh, uh, to pain, so many families. There should be jail. Of course, you can see what. In fact, uh... <laughs> George, of the victims of terrorism. Exactly. It was uncalled for. Exactly. And that is the beginning of this, you know, discussion whether they should get pardon or not, know. all this and that. The military did made a mistake. They made a serious mistake by putting up that show. In fact, it shouldn't have been the military in the first place. The military itself suffered, lost personnel, lost everything in this war. So it shouldn't have been the military who now line up terrorists with you know, state manage, you know, please that forgive us, this and that. Asking for that was offensive to the sensibilities of Nigerians, millions of Nigerians who are related uh, directly or indirectly to the victims, thousands of victims of them. Exactly. Lost families, lost things, lost life and the rest of them. So the most important aspect of this discourse is justice. And I see and another problem again is that let's look at this situation. Nigeria has a very poor record of data collection. And that is where this idea of this uh, military program for uh, repentance military operation safety. You see now people are questioning the competence of that program. Do we have enough technology? Because it seems that it will even be impossible to monitor and follow these surrender terrorists. Like in developed countries like the US, what they yeah. do most times is that they put sometimes they they, 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 they they put chips in them to monitor to monitor them their activities and know whether actually they are really fit to live in a society of civilized people. Well, how can the government keep track of all these surrender terrorists to ensure they don't pose a threat threat to our society? You know, like you pointed out, there's only one way they can do that to improve on what they seek the best expertise on how to get that But there's even a bigger problem. Uh, all of the people that they are mopping up now, that are calling out, they are going to pick. What are facilities? What are facilities? You know, so that's why people at times, it's, it's shocking that the federal government, the government isn't as foresighted, if you will, as as uh, they ought to. And I think it's worrisome. How are they going to keep these people? They have the facilities to ensure that these people are... Anyway, you can only hope that, uh, you know, the best brains prevail on this and they open up themselves to better ideas.
Yes, the people of Bolonu State are between a rock and a hard place because at the end of the day, you cannot even end the war. Oh, that's another mistake. Yeah. We are not limiting the discourse to Bolonu State. No, we are talking about issues that pose threats to, to national security. It's, it's not Bolonu. Of course. Yes, Bolonu government spoke. He only raised an alarm. It's beyond Bolonu State. Yeah, of course. Let's just say Nigeria. Exactly. Yeah? It's between a rock and a hard place because. A situation where you even say no, we won't accept this surrender terrorists. And you say they go back to the forest. If they are rejected, they will still go back, reinforce themselves, and say, since we have no hope, then total destruction. No, a criminal, a criminal cannot walk into your tent and you allow the criminal to go back. Nobody is saying they will not accept them. What the Bonosi government is saying is that they can't just surface from the blues and just join the normal society like that, as if nothing. Happened. No. So that's why in the beginning I said in my own intro that it's not for the armed forces which is in charge of the prosecution of the war to come and tell Nigerians what it intends to do with the terrorists. Now they are under custody, they've been arrested, whether surrender or not, they are under custody. Because they've showed they can't go back. So what do we intend to do? What does our law say about this? But at the end of the day, whatever we're doing should actually have people at the focal point that victims of terrorism must get justice and that will make everybody's afraid enough to calm down and of course there won't be any rebellion as is being feared by some uh, uh, experts but if you just treat them as if nothing happened of course some people can retaliate i think can happen then we are endangering our lives they become a threat to us so that's what we're talking about well, um, that is the much we can take for today's edition of the Big Issue. And of course, today's Big Issue is a very sensitive one. It is the one that calls for concern. Not just for Bruno State Governor and the people of Bruno State, but for all Nigerians. Because if terrorists are wrongly reintegrated into the society without proper legalization, we will all be in trouble. Of course, that is left for good Nigerians to actually join in the debate, come up with very useful and constructive solutions to what the military can do in their safe corridor program to ensure that the reintegration of surrender terrorists is properly done in a way that the society remains safe for you and I. For now, that is the much we can take for the big issue of the day. And of course, I will not fail to thank our in-house analysts that have done a very good job analyzing, interrogating, and scrutinizing the situation. Chubuza, thank you. It was thank you. a very wonderful time being with you. Thank you. And Bode, you are focused to the cerebral. Thank you. So, join us same time tomorrow for another edition of the big issue. For now, it's goodbye. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast. 
from the stable of Leadership Media Group.